as you should the only part. legitimate company that uh is involved in mushrooms well that isn't true but let's get started our we're live for our viewers to just start off uh the stock cmps which dad bob talked about yesterday to me offline dan it's compass pathways plc sponsor ads the symbol cmps um m is in mike so cmps and it's Peter Thiel is behind it. One of the PayPal original guys with Musk, who is known for seeing way ahead. He's an absolute genius. Um, you guys know I've been big on the psychedelic stock movement. And Dan, you know, I've talked to you numerous times about getting MMEDF, Kevin O'Leary stock that's been popping off as of late. This stock is naturally not a penny stock. This is a, a high flyer that has way more ump behind it. Uh, it traded yesterday at one point up to over 47 and then dipped under 40. It's extremely volatile, but it's definitely an interesting one to keep an eye on. Yeah, it recently went public. And yesterday, I forget who, but somebody put a $100 price target on it, saying just because of the concept alone, it's worth a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's really the only thing in the space that you could, you know, put together. A, I guess a sizable position. There might be other stocks like the one Michael mentioned, which is a Canadian. There, the, the Canadian ones just allow you way more bang for your buck, like right now with how cheap they are. But this is more of an actual mature market cap stock. Yeah, and they have synthetic mushrooms. So is there news that's been coming out on this company? Or no, it went public recently. Yeah, they just went public. And then yeah. yesterday it got the buy recommendation with a $100 price target. So yeah, I loaded up a couple hundred shares after dad hit me up. At the end of the day, it's a biotech and you know what happens with those. They're, they could do anything. So yeah. very, very risky. You Maybe know, I'll my CLLS into a into this you should dan because yeah. this movement is really if you even start looking at these other stocks i brought up on the show a few months ago they are really starting to act way better consistently like what's the o'leary one you're always talking about mmedf but this this is an exact uh science of treating depression and um you know i think they're in phase two if they get clearance from the fda It'll be the only mushrooms cleared by the FDA for uh, depression. Yeah, that's very short term, though. When you actually look at what's going on with the FDA right now and this timeline, and you see even like Colorado, how they've completely decriminalized mushrooms. Yeah, but this would be legal in all 50 states. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's why those other stocks are also like the one Dan has up now is very interesting to think about because- the floodgates are going to be opening up on these companies with restrictions being lifted with what they're able to do. And yeah, that's we're going to see this in everyone's medicine cabinets. Like that's this a whole different thing though. This is actual. What do you know, mean a different thing? It's the this exact same. Is, this is a synthetic mushroom. That, right. yeah, you could call that, it whatever you want. It's no, but it is a controlled substance that they're going to be able to you know, you're going to be able to go to a doctor and get a prescription. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's the case with all these other stocks too. When you're legally able to use this 
for medication purposes, which the FDA is going to allow soon, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, but this is very risky. I mean, let's face No, it, it is not. It's not risky. It's the future. Just like I've told you guys about Beyond Meat, there are certain things that are not risky if you have conviction on where the world's heading. There's a difference between conviction and risk. Yeah, Dad. That's where we kind of look at it. been talking about Bitcoin. You bought some? No, but he actually put it in a very interesting light. What he said, it should be 1% of your portfolio. And you basically hope it never is more than that. And it never takes off. Because if it does, that means the world is basically, you know, in financial disarray. Who said this? His name is Pella. The guy who owns Mike, the guy who owns Golden State. Yeah, he's a smart guy, but not when it comes to that, clearly. And he was also screaming, you know, hard about Tesla, which he's a big investor. So you know, he talks his game very well, and he's very convincing. Yeah, well, this guy is a big-time investor. He also came out in uh, the beginning of March when the Dow was at, like, 2,200 and publicly announced he was going heavily short on the market and got wrecked by that. Obviously, right? Yeah, was he talking about that this morning? Of course not. Well, it seems like all the people that at one point were really short the market are at least starting to acknowledge the fact that there's going to be one bill after the next and more social programs, more money printing, and that you know they all look at assets as something that's going to go up. I don't know if that's starting to be a warning sign when you have all the guys who months ago were bearish are now like, oh, clearly the market's going to go way higher because they're going to just keep printing money and assets are going to keep going up. But that only works when inflation kicks in and then the market does not do well with inflation. You could look at the 1970s. Um, It's just not a good thing. But I think you can make a really strong case for the, you know, golden resource companies based on that kind of thinking. Yeah. Those will be the companies that do well in an inflationary environment. Dad, let me ask you a question just about when companies do like another offering, like for example, what DraftKings did yesterday. And let's just use them for an example. And I guess they did a 32 million share offering yesterday. I don't think they've announced the price yet, but does that essentially mean that they're trying to sell off their 32 million shares, like in conjunction of just the market operating normal, where like maybe yesterday they sold 10 of those 32? No, it's a one. Well, I didn't read how they're doing it. Most of these are, you know, one time deals. It's a, a secondary offering, 32 million shares, one price. And, you know, they basically go around and a broker represents them and markets it to people who own the stock. You know, they'll call Fidelity and say, we got 32 million uh, Donkey Kong. How many do you want? Fidelity says, I'll take a million. And they go around to the whole. So you don't necessarily see that in the stock volume. Like if you look at DraftKings, for example, and see that on a day like yesterday, there were 36 million shares exchanged that doesn't 
that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about like behind the scenes, the major brokerage companies will like agree to pick up. Yeah, but it'll be a print. Maybe it happens after the close. You know, okay, we just price 32 million DKNG at $59 and that's it. It's over. They, you know, they sold it and they hope it's in good hands. If they sold it to a lot of hedge funds, the stock will be under some pressure until that's all cleared out. But what also happens is institutions that are buying these things, let's say before this came out, Fidelity had a million shares of Donkey Kong to buy, and they were satisfied by the secondary. So therefore, they don't have any more demand for the stock. Gotcha. So, you know, the, the strength of the stock should normally weaken after one of these big offerings. Obviously, there's more shares outstanding afterwards. Um, the company has a better balance sheet because they have more cash <clears throat> from the offering. So those two kind of equal out each other. Um, but, you know, like you take Tesla, they should be offering a, another stock offering. <laughs> you know, they just did one when it was around 500. They should do another one. Is it not like a warning sign to the public when companies do that? Like them taking advantage of a situation to raise more capital. Whereas like a company like Apple, at least you would think they're not going to do a stock offering. They don't need the cash. So like wh why would somebody want to have their money in a company that needs to issue more shares in order to continue to operate? And well, take you know, a lot of the biotechs uh, use secondaries to raise money to keep existing. So once they get a secondary done and it works, then maybe they have a two, three-year life left before they, because they're just burning money until they finally have a drug. So people will look at like a Selectus or, you know, one of these other biotechs and say, this thing only has a life of 18 months left or two years, and then they're out of cash. So they either have to do some type of financing or bring out more shares to raise money. So it sometimes it's looked at as positive because that gives them another two years to exist. Gotcha. That's how the biotech game works. With regular companies, it just shores up the balance sheet and um, makes economic sense if the stock is overvalued in the eyes of the finance department and the company. Yeah. Um, you know, every situation is slightly different. Well, DraftKings will sure be an interesting stock to follow today because yesterday they sold off pretty big on that news. I don't know if it's just that news or if people are starting to just, you know, look at that as maybe it was a nice fall trade and now sports are starting to wind down except for football. But there was that period where you kind of had all the sports, all the playoffs all happening at once. That's now over. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I also saw this morning that uh, Sonos, which is that speaker company you've talked about a lot, Apple's no longer going to be selling their products or yeah. any party, party so speaker. I'm glad I sold that stock when it was at its highs. There was another one also with uh, Logitech. Uh, yeah. I think it's getting hit today on the same story. You know who I've been monitoring? I know I brought up offline a couple times, you guys, Roku. Dan, if you want to pull them up, that chart is just – I know they're at all-time highs. 
I, I think I have to finally get on this bandwagon. I, I am at an Airbnb now that has Roku and just looking at what these guys are up to, I, I think they're set up for way more, way more growth. How yeah. does it differentiate itself, Mike? What makes Roku so special from because it's a purpose built for TV, the operating system. That they're that's their big thing. And they're also they've only been in North America and they're gonna be expanding outside North America. They recently acquired this ad tech platform ah, platform called Data Zoo, which is it gives it more values and synergies. And they're starting to have new apps now that are meant for ad growth and viewership. So, you know, I just think, I know for a while there was concern about them having competition with Amazon and different people in that sector. And it's just not the case. Yeah, Amazon is on Roku, just like Netflix is, right? Yeah, Roku is not going anywhere but up. I, I should have had this stock back in the 60s. Dan, I know I would Yeah, once you own Roku, you buy the mechanism. Um, you have it. Why would you buy another one? What do you mean? I mean but isn't it something that you pay monthly for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like one of these subscription services that No, but I don't I don't pay monthly. I bought the you know the device in Best Buy. You don't have a Roku. You have a cable TV setup. Roku No, I have Roku also for my other television. There you go. I know, well, but all, all I know is, look, I, I don't think I fully understand their entire company because I've always wondered the same thing. But I know that this stock's been on a rocket ship, and every time they have earnings, they crush them. I hear people constantly talking about Here's that. the thing you have to realize with Roku, Dan. They have such an advertising next-level advantage with streaming. The way streaming services have popped off throughout this pandemic and the acquisition they made in ad tech, the it's just the writings on the wall. When you look at how many households they're in, every Airbnb in the country has Roku. Literally, and I hate it every well, time. I you hate it. it. I'm with you. But they are they have such a presence that 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 just piggybacks for them on a whole nother way with advertising because yeah. they're in everyone's living rooms. Yeah, look, I, I think they're probably a great buy just based off of what their stock does. It, it yeah. seems like it's one of those stocks that's not slowing down anytime soon. Personally, I'm, and I know this isn't necessarily like a direct competitor, but if I'm looking at that space in general, you know, I picked up Netflix when it was at like 480. And yeah, they're not a competitor at all. Like, not I, even. Yeah, but if I'm like looking at the whole, you know, stay at home entertainment economy play which is kind of where I put Roku. It's also where I put Netflix. It's also where I put Amazon. I just, I think Netflix, for me at least, and again, I agree with you. I think Roku is probably a great name and I've just never owned them in my portfolio. I'm definitely looking at Netflix before I look at Roku, just for longevity purposes, the actual content. To me, they're more of like the, the big gorilla in that space, even though it's not direct competition. But yeah, I'm with you on Roku. So, what else we got going on this morning? There were a couple upgrades in um, some banks. Uh, you've mentioned Barclays before, Dan. Barclays got an upgrade, I think, Bank of Montreal and a couple other names. But people are, you know, taking stabs at the banks. They just think they're way overdone. 
cyclicals are doing better in general than tax, but you know, it's hard to get excited. It's not that hard to get excited about Ford. <laughs> that stuff's starting to act well. I'm uh, getting ready to buy a Bronco when it comes out and advertise it to the world. So, are you really buying a car? No, but I love the Ford Broncos. I think they're awesome. No, my lease doesn't end for another year. I was kind of just kidding. But I will say that the Ford Bronco is releasing, I think, next month or the month after. And, you know, Ford brought in that new CEO. I think he's coming in hot. And I think that name is clearly starting to get a look. Even this morning, pre-market, it's up. Yesterday, it was up. The day before, it was up. After markets, it was up. Good. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's going to stop going up nickels and down quarters. And then we'll be in good shape. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm basically flying on that stock. So let's and do then, that. Obviously, uh, U.S. Steel has been crushing. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's got to start going up higher than it goes down. I mean, the last time I was looking at this, it was at 750. Now it's at 791. So right. I don't right. know. No, it has room. There's no question. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, yesterday, just to check on the markets here, obviously the big news was Trump was released from the hospital, came out, said that you don't have to worry about the virus, said that he feels the best he's felt in 20 years, feels great. Personally, yeah, I'm on a multi-dose of steroids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if he has the virus, but if he does, he's probably not out of the woods yet. And yeah, I mean, keep in mind, he got the best treatment known to humankind. So the whole... Yeah, yeah, he's going uh, uh, to Vince McMahon up and he's going to get in the ring. Yeah, I have a feeling that guy is fully recovered now on another level. He looked 20 years younger when he was talking yesterday. Like yeah, literally. Totally. Totally. At, the end, at the end of the day, the markets basically sold off on news that Trump was going to the hospital with COVID and then rallied to get to a point where the markets are now higher than they were when Trump originally announced he did have COVID. And then, you know, I think the big thing. It was quite the marketing play made it's, there. It's been crazy what the markets have been doing to react to this news because you could essentially just take away this news and it's almost like nothing even happened. But dad, I mean, and Mike, tell me your guys' thoughts on this because it seems like right now, everyone's kind of just buying into this market, just assuming there's going to be this stimulus package. And each day they release a new headline about, you know, Pelosi and Mnuchin and they're on the phone for an hour and they're talking back and forth trying to- I think we got to rename rename him- uh, Munchkin. Munchkin, because you keep pronouncing Mnuchin. Well, Munchkin, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> that might be the sign to buy them. Well, well, they got a downgrade yesterday, but Perfect. I guess- the question is, is this deal really actually happening? And I, I think it's two things, all related. I think the polls are showing that Biden is going to win the election. People are starting to believe that. And that also means, uh, forget this stimulus, the plans that a Democratic Congress will put forward are going to cost trillions of dollars going forward. It's going to be very positive for infrastructure stocks, which is why these things are starting to run. Like steel, U.S. steel. Yeah, well, it doesn't. I mean, road building, you name it. Bridges. So Al Mansfield, talk about a winner. The Diamond yeah. Blade Warehouse. Yeah, I think that's what the market is trying to get their arms around now. And 
they're so happy that there might be a result on November 3rd rather than a two month or three month who's the winner that they don't even care that it's um, Biden. And if it ends up being Trump, then different stocks will rally, I guess. But um, I think they're going with that right now. They're calculating Biden as the winner. Speaking of Biden as the winner, I know you've been bringing them up a lot lately, but plug is just on a rocket ship. They're at new time, all, all time highs now this morning. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and there was an, another article about hydrogen in Spain today. It seems like hydrogen is just the new buzzword after electric. So plug feels like it could just go on a rocket ship, even though it's already on one and like maybe just go straight to 1750 from here. Yeah. You know, they say if they had hydrogen back when the gas car was first invented, every car would have been hydrogen because it's not as dangerous as uh, just filling a car up with gasoline. So are there other companies that we could look at that are well, BMW has a hydrogen car, but it's, you know, it's really expensive. And I don't think it's the mainstream. I think, I think we're onto something with our Ford, with our Ford pick here. To me, they're the company that might have the most room to run if they just start getting more of a look, which maybe they are the last week. And you know, I know every time it looks like it's about to break out, it just gets beaten down to that like 650 range. Maybe that was the last time. Yeah, you know, the, the problem with Ford in general is the pension that they have to pay out. Um, you know, their ex-employees that are on pensions cost them a fortune. And when I guess when you look at the balance sheet, that's what keeps a lot of investors away from Ford. And it's always there as a as a vice on the company. I don't like that. Yeah, that's one of the issues. I might have to jump ship as soon as that stock gets to 750 if it does. Even though even though we're Ford guys on this show. Yeah, American Airlines got an upgrade. I don't know if that was also just a shot in the dark by J.P. Morgan. I haven't yeah. heard that stock. I don't know. I wonder if that's just because they're coming out telling them not to furlough any employees and that uh, some sort of relief bill for the airlines is going to happen really, really quickly. Yeah. I, you know, I think the risk to this market is Trump does something crazy because he thinks he's going to lose. What the hell? Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. You know, something that he thinks will change people's minds abruptly. You know, yeah, he, I'm sure he has some kind of surprise coming. It's Trump. But, uh, you know, behind closed doors, they can't be happy with the polls, no matter what they may say outwardly. Well, he's saying they're not real polls that are. Well, he says that. But, you know, in reality, the polls are probably accurate. Are they though? I don't know. I wouldn't. I never really understand polls. Who's being well, except for the CNN poll, which to me is a joke. I, I think all these polls are ridiculous because they're all jaded. What are they off of? Like they sample like eight people in a mar supermarket. They can't even hear them. It's like, oh, who are you voting for? What? And then all of a sudden, Biden's up fourteen points. It's like, come on. You yeah. know, it's kind of interesting today. You know, every day I punch in uh, the volume sucks. And there's nothing that's really exploding with volume. Like 
NIO every day, it seems to you, you walk in and it's in the millions and it's not even up to a million yet. I know. I mean, it's still though over a half a million shares before the market even opens. It's but much less than you can see. Yeah, you know, Apple still has a pretty decent amount of pre-market volume. Same with obviously American Airlines after the upgrade. But yeah, I mean, what what, it, what does that tell you anything? Or is well, that maybe that there's you know less um, speculation in the name than there's been. People are starting to just get tired of the uh, the rants every day of the market just going up, up, and up. That they're kind of just sitting uh, back. I don't know how you read it. It's really difficult to say. Did you but take any profits yesterday, either of you guys, or the last few days on this market rally? What's up? Have you been taking any profits or trimming any positions with the market rallying the last few days, like it has? I sold some plug, but I'm still long strong, and. Um, Bob just sneakily got back in plug without really letting the team know. Yeah, Bob's play. He said it a couple of days ago. Sneaky Bob. It's not sneaky Pete. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, not really. Not too many. Zillow this morning looks like it's going to be opening at like 112 and a quarter. I wonder if today is the day it touches 115 and then. Where's Peloton? Peloton's also. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, one eleven. I mean, both of those heading for one fifteen. That yeah. was last week, right? Yeah, Peloton trades on way more volume, but the volume on Zillow has been picking up a little since people on TV talk about them now a lot. That always worries me when they start talking about them on television. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, I still think Zillow is one of those stocks that can go up 10 times from here throughout the next decade to 20 years, but maybe right now it's getting a little hot. It is a little hot. I mean, there's no doubt that'll go up a ton over the years to come, but I'm gonna I'm waiting to get back in on a pullback. I still haven't sold any of mine, but I might sell it at 115. Did I told guys, myself- You guys jump on the carrier train, C-A-R-R? No. Because we're Try getting right. cold weather, and all they keep talking about is the filtering systems and uh, restaurants, buildings, schools. The things run up a lot. Yeah, but it feels like it like just broke out of this whole consolidation period. and maybe I'll get just, a little car today. You know, like it, it seems like it was kind of just stuck between the end of August through the beginning of October. And now it does feel like it's kind of about to break out. I mean, it already has. And Vuzi, I think, is it's looking the same way, like it's set to break out, really. The way that chart's been acting, it just seems like it's getting less and less volatile on the downside day to day. Yeah, I yes. like that it's around four and a half. That's a good I, I'm going to be getting more Vuzi. I, I got out of that at like higher than where it is now, but I'm buying it back in today. Yeah, still have not picked up any Vuzi, even though I've been telling other people to. <laughs> I got I to maybe get in. Well, you know, there's no need to just be in everything. Exactly. I mean, the names that you've been talking about, I have on my watch list every day, and I've yet to pick up any, like Vuzi, Car X, 
this mushroom company. And each day I watch them just tick higher. And Yeah, I'm kind of upset that we didn't jump back in APT when it was down in the 13s because that thing is just getting a lot of good publicity every time I, Biden walks by with a mask hanging out. This stock, I, yeah. to me, I, I haven't been following it lately, but this, this is probably its top for a while. I think the problem with APD is they – get these looks every time there's talks about masks. But when people really look beneath the surface, this isn't the company winning over those contracts. At Etsy yeah. is the, the real winner there when you think about it. Just the well, amount of new users they have. They're, they're not making – it's just two completely different companies. It, no, it, but it's not because when you think about the mask movement, they've gotten way more users off of just – like sexy face coverings. Yeah, when you look at like government contracts and you know schools getting the shields and getting like the the healthware to be able to reopen along with like all the different organizations throughout the country that are like government funded, that's where you would think an APT should be setting themselves up for the next decade. But I think and they did get a lot of those deals, but I just don't think they got enough where you know, their stock was earlier a couple months ago, it was like at like 24 and then fell all the way down to like 13. I think they came out with their quarter and people saw that they didn't win over the contracts that were in front of them and they got punished. Who so, makes the heat lamps? We've talked about that before. Is it, um, there's got to be a company that that's all they do or something similar? Say. I mean, you can't buy them. Every restaurant says they can't get them. Eat lamps? Yeah, for outdoor dining. and I like what China, you know, these, all of these things are coming out of China. How about AEC? They make them? I think so. AEC symbol. What, what company is that? Something I'm seeing with mask demand. Oh, but what about heat lamps? Outdoor heaters, I mean, not mask demand. AEC, industry leader in that. AEC, I punch it in. I get associate es estimated realty cash management. Yeah, I don't even get a chart. AI, it's called AEI Corporation. Here at AIE, yeah, That's they do outdoor heat lamps. That's the end of our show. Maybe some of our viewers could look some stuff up too. Yeah, I think so. You know, they probably already moved a lot, but people are going to be talking about that as soon as the first cold spell hits the you know East Coast. Yeah, no, I like where your head's at. Maybe uh, even car could be a good look for that, right? Well, that's why I like car because the winter's coming. Time to buy some car. Winter is coming, folks. And with that being said, go to our YouTube channel, Roland Market Mashup. Hit the subscribe and have a great day. We'll see you later on the podcast.